What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Week one NFL is here. Week one of college, basically, but technically, I guess it's week two. Um, But before we get into that, episode 53 of Big Easy Bets is brought to you by the Neutral Ground Sports Network. The new Dave Devours video is up on all platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. It's easy to find. Dave absolutely killed the challenge. Uh, Really, I mean, it... I mean, you were there. What did you think? I thought he did well. I mean, you got six minutes to eat the wings. He, I mean, I'm not going to, for anybody who hadn't seen the video, I'm not going to ruin it, but absolutely slaughtered the challenge. Wasn't even close. Um, so, yeah, week one of NFL is here. We are roughly 48 hours from kickoff. Uh, Texans, Titans, not, not Texans, Titans, Texans and Chiefs, Thursday night. Um, just like last year, we're going to pick every Thursday night game. Um, and then, I mean, I was Mr. Thursday night last year, but we'll get into that later. So we'll recap college football first. We both had three pit. We picked the same three games. There wasn't really much to choose from. Uh, we were both on Southern Miss minus 13. We were both on Army minus three and a half. And then we were on opposite sides of the fence for the Navy BYU game. Um, so, all right, let's start with the Southern Miss game, which Southern Miss was 13 point favorites. Um, what were, what are your takeaways? What'd you think? Um, I think it was just basically I don't know. I think Southern Miss's defense didn't show up. No, yeah. So I think we thought that they were gonna be able to slow down South Alabama's offense, and they weren't. South Alabama's quarterback played fairly decent. I mean, I think he might have. Yeah, he threw two interceptions, mm-hmm. which. But for the game, if you were to say he was going to throw two interceptions, that would be a good thing for us. Yeah, without a doubt. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. The officiating yes, was questionable, especially like. That's what I wanted to get into. The officiating there's a lot of momentum terrible. changes in football. And um, Southern Miss obviously got off to a slow start in this game. And when they were appearing to rally back, there was a crucial call that the officials messed up on. Well, there was the backwards pass that wasn't called the fumble. That yeah, also that wasn't called intentional grounding. I don't understand that. Uh, they blew the play dead whenever the running back made a good improv play and pitched it to the quarterback, and he ran it in on yeah. the goal line. Both of those I think plays they are settled huge for a momentum. Field goal. They settled for a field goal. Yeah, like that. This this electronic whistle that they have in their hand and all of that. Um, I don't. I don't get why you blow that play dead. His momentum was never really stopped. If it was, it was for a split second. He pitched that ball very quickly. Um, but nevertheless, they blew the whistle, and then they had to settle for three. And then the the I don't understand the, how there was no intentional grounding at least called on that one that was really a fumble recovered by Southern Miss. So I don't remember the final score. All I know is that Southern Miss, they probably lost by like 10, something 11, like that. 11. 32 yeah. to 21. Yeah, so they obviously did not cover that minus 13. Uh, so not a good start for us to start off the week. Um, but we rallied back in a, in a fucking big way. Oh, one thing before we move on. Go ahead. Their coach quit, dude. Southern Miss, Jay Hobson, resigned after the game. Really? Yeah. That makes me feel a little bit better. Um. I don't know. Apparently, it was something to do with a fear of the virus. Oh but my god! I don't yeah, know. right. You fucking. It pansy. could have been something else. Yeah, like he my, sucks. Yeah, my team's fucking poorly coached. He so. said, "You guys aren't any good. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, not getting my ass sick over this." <laughs> yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, that's a fucking. That's a pansy ass excuse. Why would you even show up for the first week? Now, now yeah, the virus. I don't know. He you. resigned. It was a bunch of excuses out, but one of them. One of the ones that came out was that it could be about him opting out of the season. Yeah. Because, of, like, usually a coach doesn't just quit after one game. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely not. Um. All right. So, fuck that game. That game sucked. It was really frustrating to watch. Um, a game that was not frustrating to watch was Army minus three and a half. They were your big easy bet of the week. Uh, what they 
They won 42 to nothing, I believe. Yep. Absolute domination. Um, do you have any takeaways from the game or just fucking take it straight to the bank? Um, I mean, the game, look, I didn't pick this game think they were going <laughs> to smash the shit out of them like they no, did. No, it was only a three-and-a-half point But spread. I thought that they would dominate the game, and um, they did. No, yeah. Well, they were able to run the ball at will. Let's see what they uh, – what they finished with rushing yard wise, yeah, three hundred forty yards rushing. Jesus I think Christ. Army's like damn near undefeated in the past five years when they rushed for over three hundred yards. Oh, I'm sure something like that. But um, yeah, they passed for twenty eight yards. Twenty one again. Uh, yeah, and they didn't give up a point, so that's pretty good. The defense was playing well. Um, yeah, Army just was the far more physical football team. Yeah, no, I agree. So uh, keeping it. With the armed forces, uh, we had Navy and BYU. BYU was one-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, I was on Navy. We even talked about this. I made them, I made them my big easy bet. This will be, hands down, the worst pick I make all year. To, to pick this team and to make them my big easy bet, I'm getting it out early. I'm getting, getting the bad picks out quick. Um, I fell in love with Navy last year because of Malcolm Perry. Obviously, Malcolm Perry is no longer there. That, I don't even know who their quarterback was. He played for like the first half. Uh, he had never attempted a pass in his life, quarterback career, at least with Army, I mean with Navy, and honestly probably never in his life ever, like at all levels of football, judging by the way it looked. I um, think he had only ran the ball five times. He only was in there for five snaps his whole fucking career. So what they decided to disclose after the fact was that Navy hasn't been fucking practicing with pads on. They've been playing no contact. You can't show up and play a no contact sport with no contact practice. I don't, I don't. Under, I wish somebody would have said that. Yeah, I'm not even sure if they were. Yeah, they were playing zero contact. So. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking. Football. Like that means that guys weren't going through, weren't having real live and blocking. It, sh- it showed because practice. BYU fucking slaughtered them. In so the there trenches. wasn't pass rush practice. There wasn't run defense practice on the offensive uh, on the defensive line. There wasn't any. Any one-on-one, uh, like physical contact yeah, yeah. with anybody for the whole for the whole and preseason. That report was nowhere to be found. I didn't see that report anywhere prior to the game. So um, that's a pretty big deal. Wish that would have been out. That would have definitely swayed my decision. I mean, it was a bad pick altogether. Uh, Malcolm Perry's not there. Malcolm Perry was Navy football. So yeah, there was a lot of plays I remember from last season where. The defense that Navy was going against played to play well, and, and Malcolm just, Perry yeah. just Houdini'd yeah. out of it. And Reggie bushed him. Yeah. No, yeah. BYU dominated them in the trenches. It was like you could drive a fucking Mack truck through these holes that they were that they were opening up. Like yeah, 300 it, yards rushing. Okay, great. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, Navy's known for a pretty solid defense. Like, that is not – Yeah, no, I didn't expect – BYU to be able to run a football like this. I thought the quarterback the way for BYU thought, didn't even really do much. Like I he mean, didn't. Even he have played to do well, much. but uh, no, I know. But it was out of hand. Like before, it was out of hand. Yeah, he didn't have to like make any plays and he threw a pick early. Yeah, but his receiver got stum- stumbled on the break of his route. Yeah, but still threw a pick. I mean, yeah, I thought it was going to come down to Zach Wilson, the quarterback for BYU, making plays. Mm-hmm. And what was the score? And like went in the game for, for BYU. It was 55 to 3. I Jesus didn't expect this. Christmas. I thought BYU would win a fairly close game. I was sick to my fucking stomach. And I, I literally watched the whole thing. I, it was like 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. I'm like, why the fuck do I still have this on the TV? Every, and this spread was up. all over the place. A lot of people <clears throat> were on Navy's side, especially Navy when they were underdogs. So, like, this spread, when we picked it on, what it was it, Wednesday? Yeah. Um, or it might have been Thursday anyway. Navy was one and a half point underdogs. Well, they ended up being two point underdogs like the yeah later that day. Yeah, and then for a while they were two point underdogs, and then the line started to switch to where BYU became one point underdogs, and then before the game it switched back. To yeah, BYU so there was money. Favorite. There was money flowing. Yeah, there on was both money sides. going everywhere on this one. Yeah, so I mean, I'll own it. Bad pick. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I did not think that BYU was going to dominate the trenches the way that they did um, on both sides of the football. So, I mean, good pick by you, bad pick by me, terrible start in the uh, 
for Big Easy Bets. So I'm 0-1 on my Big Easy Bets of the week. Uh, but you are 1-0. So you are off to a 2-1 start. I'm off to a 1-2 start. But we are going to bounce back this week. So um, you want to dive right into college? Or is there anything else going on? Obviously, we didn't get Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. So um, there's the duo in New Orleans that have their own podcast of their own. Last year, the co-host said that A.J. Green was coming to New Orleans. Turns out his buddy was just texting him, asking him if A.J. Green was coming to New Orleans, and he overlooked the question mark and then tweeted it out to everybody. A.J. Green's coming, guaranteed. Wait for it. It was like 20 minutes before the trade deadline. I text my dad. I text a bunch of people. I'm like, fucking, I think A.J. Green's coming to New Orleans. Trade deadline comes and goes. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he's like, oh, man, I fucking... Buddy of mine was asking if he was coming. I'm like, okay, that takes fucking two seconds to figure that out, but fuck it. And then so his co-host now said that, and in his defense, he was correct for the most part. The way he worded it was poor. Um, He said that Jadavion Clowney and the Saints are in the final stages of finalizing a deal and that it will be signed by Monday. That final part is where he fucked up. But, uh, yeah, we got outbid by Tennessee. Uh, The NFL kind of vetoed a sign-and-trade deal that we were going to facilitate through Cleveland. And then all we know is Jadavion Clowney's a Titan. Good luck with Ryan Tannehill, you fucking bitch. So, I mean, um, they paid a lot of money for him. 50, well, it was $12 million, but with like $3 million in, in incentives. Yeah, so, so a contract fi- comes that out could to be up to mil- worth up to $15 million. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of money. No, it is. Um, but he's back with Mike Vrabel, his coach and uh, D coordinator when he was in Houston. So... Whatever, dude. Good for him. You're not going to win anything. Uh, you'll probably be hurt by week six. So, good won't, luck. Won't even win the division. No, not not even close. Um, Titans are going to have a fucking fallback year, in my opinion. They overachieved heavy last year. Yep. Um, but other than that, I don't know too much that's going on. Kamara's close to getting his deal done from what I read. It's in the final stages, just like Jadavion Clowney. It wasn't reported by that guy, though, who reported the Clowney deal. So, don't worry. This one probably really <laughs> is in the final stages. Um, but all right, let's look at the college football slate Thursday night. We have Miami 14 point favorites, um, versus, I don't know. I only have my UAB. Right yeah. UAB. That's right. So UAB played last weekend. They won by what? Like 10. Yeah. But they, they, they beat up on, um, central Arkansas pretty Pretty bad. I mean, the game. They were up by a good bit for a while. There. Yeah. The 10 point win is it was like not 28 up. to nothing. Wasn't it? Yeah, I mean they were smat. They yeah. smashed them in term took the far, as the far gas. as all the stats. They turned a ball over three times, and that's really why this game was closer than uh, it should have been. Yeah. Okay. So you got um, obviously the most notable thing with Miami. For those who don't know, everybody should. Uh, Houston quarterback transfer Derek King is now a Miami Hurricane. So Derek King, I think he had fifty touchdowns in one year. Dude's dynamic, can run and throw. Uh, he can run better than he can throw, but he can still sling the rock a little bit. Uh, I want to say he's number three for the Heisman favorite. Yeah. Coming out of Miami. So, um, yeah, they open up the season against the Dragons, 14-point favorites. Where yeah, the Blazers. Blazers, or whatever. whatever the Dragon them. logo. Fuck it. Uh, it looks like an XFL logo. It looks like Seattle. Um, what side of the fence are you on with this one? Um, UHB offense played well last week against Central Arkansas. They scored 45 points. 559 total yards, 230 of them came on the ground, and they were 8 for 15 on third down, which is pretty damn good. But um, I know Miami uh, has to replace a few players on their defense, so um, I don't know. That could be a factor, but I think that their offense is going to be pretty dynamic and and explosive, especially getting De'Eric King at quarterback. Um, They're changing to a spread offense. They got – Offensive court, new offensive coordinator Rhett Lashley from mm-hmm. SMU, mm-hmm. which and is SMU put up some numbers last year on the offensive side yeah. of the ball. Um, the O line from last year had a lot of young players on there that are coming back. Yeah, and uh, they'll be more experienced. So uh, I don't know. I just think that Miami's offense. Uh, I think that they'll be able to, and their defense will be able to rush the passer well enough to put pressure on UAB and make it hard for them to compete with what Miami's offense is going to do. 
It's Manny Diaz's second year. That's I think he's going to take say. a big yeah. step Manny, forward. Manny Diaz came in with some uh, some pretty, I wouldn't necessarily say super high expectations, but fairly high expectations. The ES, guy out of ESPN uh, took his hometown job in Miami, and then, yeah, like you said, going in a week, in a year or two, I think they were, what, six and seven last year? So, yeah, so I mean, did not look, live up to the to hype. They lost to Florida in the first game, but they really they played Florida in a close game. That uh, oh, they covered. Yeah, they covered, and we were on Florida. But uh, their freshman quarterback, who was it, Jaron Williams or something like that? Yeah, so it was. Yeah, and then there was Tate Martell. Yeah, uh, Nikosi Perry ended up Nicosi playing Perry, some. Yep, but. Their quarterback last year looked really good in the beginning. Like he was, there was a lot of pressure put on him in that first game against Florida, uh, and he played well. But then he didn't end up playing well down a stretch. Mm-hmm. And um, it's that's why they weren't that good last year. Is because when you're switching quarterbacks in and out, you're just not a good football team. Most likely, that's a worse position you can be oh, having yeah. a carousel at. Without a doubt. Um. So yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to be. So they bring in. Uh, Derek King, and then, like you said, they bring in Rhett Lashley um, from SMU. So they're going to be going a little spread offense, air raid, which it's going to – I mean, Derek King, I think he'll be able to throw the ball well enough to cover this spread, let's put it that way. I don't know that he's um, he he's not going to Trevor Lawrence in the pocket or anything, but his what he can do on the ground too, I mean, dude's yeah, super Yeah, it really dynamic. makes up – he's one of the best runners with the football mm-hmm. in the nation on the ground running back wide receiver whatever he's one of the best to do it yeah oh, um yeah. so that doubt. really makes up for what he lacks with his arm and accuracy yeah but i mean look 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 for the spread offense to be spread these guys out there's going to be a lot of easy throws for him to make uh look for him to extend the play whether he's going to throw it outside the pocket or if he takes off and runs be, be uh uab's defense is going to be in for for something i think yeah. pretty spot for pretty big from Miami. So yeah, last year their offensive line gave up 51 sacks, which was one of the worst in college football. Um, so they didn't have the most mobile of quarterbacks. But now you add in Derek King, but you also get um, another another year of experience under this offensive line. But I think also all their starters they're shaking it up. Yeah, like they had six guys that rotated in yeah. that offensive line. And I think all of them were coming back from last year. Yeah, so yeah. That, I mean that's definitely. Upside for Miami. Yeah, so they do lose running back uh, DJ Dallas. Obviously, he is in the NFL. But, I mean, they're going to have some guys back there that can get it Yeah, really good player for for them last year. Yeah. No, yeah, he – yeah, 100%. I think – but, like I said, De'Ara King, it's – like you said, the offense is going to go through De'Ara King all year. And the dude is electric. They're not going to – they're not going to lack putting up points. Um, They've got enough linebacker depth now that – and they got two really good defensive ends. So they, I think yeah. one of their defensive ends was like the number one player in 2017. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the defense will do enough to hold UAB. This isn't Central Arkansas. This is fucking ACC football, which, uh, I mean, Miami used to be a powerhouse. So what is it? it? Spreads at 14? Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely – I'm on Miami. I know you are as well. I'm going Miami minus 14. Yeah. Okay. Thursday night. It's going to be a good Thursday. Um. I just yeah, and then a big thing about this you could say, oh, what about UAB and where I know Miami, look, people don't know a lot about Miami and if they're gonna be able to bounce back from a poor season a season ago. But look, UAB to me, even th- throughout last season was overrated. Yeah. And I think that's contend for some reason they're overrated again this year. Yeah. And no, uh, yeah, I think they turned the ball over three times last week against a FCS school. Uh, if you if they turn the ball over three times against Miami, this one's going to get out of hand and out of hand quick. Yeah, and I think Manny Diaz is a respected guy. Um, I mean, if you got you're going to show that you're able to coach, now's the time to start. Like he's going to, you can't have two bad years in a row. So, um, I think they definitely at least make strides this year. I mean, it's going to start. You got a you got a good good opportunity to get off to a uh, a good start. So, yeah, I'm fairly comfortable uh, saying that Miami's going to win. Third on third down, yeah, against this team. I think that Miami's defense is going to be able to stop UAB on third down, and I think Miami's offense is going to convert a lot of their third downs. And I think that that's going to be a big difference in why this one isn't going to be really all that close. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, all right, so we're both on Miami minus fourteen on Thursday. Another game I have, um, 
let's see, I'm taking Florida State, Florida State Seminoles minus 12 and a half. Uh, they're taking on Georgia Tech. So you got Norvell coming in at coach. Mike Norvell's got a lot of hype. A lot of people think he's going to bring Florida State back from the dead. Um, they haven't been really anything since Jameis Winston left. I, I mean, Florida State looked good for about one half of a football game last year against Boise State. I was on Boise that game, so needless to say, I was very happy with the outcome. But they've got James Blackman coming back for his junior season. Uh, guys, dynamic, obviously. They're going to have playmakers. I think they're going to come out and try to set the tone early. Um, and then Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech tried to say that they were switching up their offense last year. They were going to go to a more spread, throwing the ball style offense, and it just it never really transpired. Um, if Florida State comes out and hits them in the mouth early, then it's going to make Georgia Tech kind of get out of their game plan, and I think they're not going to be able to hang. They're not going to be able to keep up. Uh, so I'm going Florida State minus 12 and a half. You got another one? Um, so looking at Saturday early morning game, 11 o'clock, we got ULL. They're going to take on Iowa State and Iowa. Well, if it was in ULL, you know, COVID or no COVID, they're not having fans. So no, it'll, be, fans it'll be like a home game for them. Aren't into, uh, into the football team, I you, guess. You made there. a rally cry last year. for. I was. It was <laughs> the biggest game of their season. Appalachian State yep. on a – Wednesday night or some shit. You called for the fans of Louisiana I said, Lafayette put down your textbooks, <laughs> put down the freaking boudin, and get your ass to the football stadium and make some fucking noise. Yeah, there it was crickets. You could hear you could hear the birds chirping in the background. Hell no, man. They didn't they might have been at fifty percent capacity. Yeah, it was and this was before COVID. There was no excuse. This was uh it was very disappointing to see. Uh ULL fucking loses and does not cover, so very disappointing. But all right, you got Iowa State and ULL. Yeah, they look. They ha ULL had a good season. Mm -hmm. uh, they couldn't beat Appalachian State in in the regular season game or the conference yeah. championship, but they did well against everybody else. Uh, head coach Billy Napier, I think it might have been his first year last year, maybe his second. Who's the receiver that they had? Uh. Number like 15 or some shit. I don't know. 15's that running back. That was the running back? Okay, yeah. then who am I thinking of out, out of receiver? They had a stud at receiver. Is he still there? I think their best receiver was uh, somebody named Jamar Bradley. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. Bradley was definitely yes. his last name. Yeah. Um, But no, he's not there anymore, I don't think. I think he was a senior last year. Okay. But they are returning Elijah Mitchell, uh, who was their best running back last year. Look, you all love to run the ball last year. 257 yards per game on the ground. Um, Levi Lewis was their quarterback last year. He didn't play well in big moments, especially against Appalachian State. Uh, and a thing to keep in mind here is they had a minus two turnover margin versus Power Five schools last year. Mm -hmm. So they didn't do well protecting the ball against big schools. Um, Iowa State, on the other hand, both of these teams are expected to do well this year. But Iowa State, they play in the Big Twelve. This is a Power Five school. Uh, they got Brock Purdy who's entering his junior year, I think. A Heisman Trophy sleeper. Yeah. No, he's that. He's a really good player. He can make plays with his feet. He's going into uh, his senior year, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely extend plays outside of his outside the pocket. Um, I think that that's going to be the big difference. And, look, I think Iowa State's got a really good defense, probably the best defense in the Big 12. Um, overall, I think UL is going to be outmatched. I don't think Levi Lewis is going to be able to make enough plays to keep this one very close. Brock Purdy, on the other hand, will make the plays to uh, stretch out this lead. I'm taking Iowa State minus 11 and a half as my big easy bet of the week. Yeah, um, you are correct. He's a junior. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. 11 and a half for me as well. Uh, yeah, I'm on Iowa State. I think, like I said, Brock Purdy's kind of a sleeper for a lot of people to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, Look, the Bear likes him to win Iowa State to win the uh, Big 12 at 10 to 1 odds. Really? Yeah, no, I think they're they got to be what third on that list. It's got to be yeah, third Oklahoma, or fourth. Oklahoma, Texas, and probably Iowa State followed. Um, I think Oklahoma State is third at seven to one. Okay, but the first two, yes, you had Oklahoma's favorites, and then Texas is right behind them. Mm -hmm. So, are we doing a college Big Easy bet and an NFL Big Easy bet? That's how we do it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on Iowa State as well. 
you, I mean, you summed it up. For your big easy bet? I, I'm undecided there. <laughs> it's either them or my next one. And it, so it'll probably be Iowa State, but give me about five minutes to mull it over my head. But my last pick is going to be for college is going to be uh, Clemson minus 33 over Wake Forest. Wake Forest lost. Who's it? Jamie Newman, quarterback for Georgia. And then he decided to sit out due to COVID. Yeah. And then they also lost uh, a really good receiver. Yeah. Uh, guy. Look, he has a brother, so I could be saying his name wrong. I think his, this guy's name is Chaz Surratt, but uh, oh, yes, it's definitely yes. his last name is Surratt, yeah, but yeah, he yeah, has yeah. a brother that played for uh, North Carolina. Yeah, they played against each other. I remember that game. Yeah, no, that both of them are pretty pretty good players. I'm pretty um, sure the guy that is opting out is Chaz Surratt, though. Okay, good, because he actually good receiver he did very well last year. year. No, yeah, I do remember him. Um, So, yeah, Clemson minus 33. I mean – Trevor Lawrence has been politicking a play for a while. You think he's going to come out and shit the bed week one after what we did? We fucking bent him over in the national championship game. You got Travis Etienne. Um, I mean, they're just going to be the better team. They played last year, and you said it was what, 52-3? to three? Yeah. The final score last year? It was in Clemson, but, I mean, yeah, but it's not like Wake Forest is going to have much of a no, home yeah. field advantage. So, and, I mean, they had a better quarterback last year. I mean, obviously, Newman went to Georgia. Georgia wanted him to come take over the – takeover uh under center over there so i mean minus 33 clemson's gonna come out i feel like clemson's gonna play with something to prove all year after what happened so i don't know i'm rolling with I'm rolling with clemson minus 33 there so yeah and uh to clarify i was wrong chas sarat is his brother his name's sage sarat okay you got the last name right though i, I had a feeling i was wrong with a first name but <laughs> so yeah, that's four picks for me. Um, you got one more as well, or are you you're tailing with this one, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Clemson as well. Look, I think Clemson's gonna come out with a lot to prove. Uh, their favorites to win the national championship. Lawrence is a favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. Yep. Uh, there's high expectations for Clemson, maybe even higher than last year, especially with a player that wasn't expected to return for his senior season and Travis Etienne. Um, look, they got. With Lawrence and ETN, they're going to be virtually unstoppable on offense. Their defense is always really good. I, I just don't – I think Wake Forest, like you said, is not as good of a team as they were last year. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think Clemson's going to smash them. And Clemson, look, they're not a team that really lets off the gas much. Yeah. I, I they just, they I, got good depth, and they finished the ball games even with their backups. Yeah, without a doubt. I just hope that with everything going on with, like, COVID and shit this year, like – if when it's in the bag, are they going to pull Lawrence just to not even risk having him around other people, slap a mask on him, type of shit? You know what I mean? Like, put, a, uh, put him in a hyperbaric yeah. chamber and a dolly wheel him out. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to go Clemson minus thirty three. I'm going to make it my big easy bet. So, do I love the big easy bet aspect of it? I don't love it because the thirty three. I mean, it is a lot of points. It's basically week one. We got to see what happens. Um, but. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. So to to recap my college picks, going Miami minus 14, Florida State minus 12.5, Iowa State minus 11.5, and, and Clemson minus 33. We're going all all favorites. Yeah, and I'm with you except for the for uh, Florida State. I'm not going to be betting on that game. I'm only taking three games. Miami minus 14, Iowa State minus 11.5. That's going to be my big easy bet. And I'm going with Clemson, minus 13. So I'm taking all favorites again. Minus 33. Minus 33, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I feel, look, I feel pretty good about these, though. The thing, I don't know. When I was coming, like, picking these games, I just remember, like, there was a lot of big favorites last, last week that didn't cover. Yeah. It was, like, the small favorites that covered mm-hmm. an abnormal amount, you know? Yeah. So, like. You think they're due? Memphis didn't cover against Arkansas State. They were big favorites. And then SMU didn't cover against whoever the hell they played. Yeah. Uh North Tech or Texas State. Something yeah, or no, Texas that's State. That's what you yeah, yeah. That dude had you saw his one handed snag. My God. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um Yeah, no, so I don't know. I feel good about these picks. I do. I just I'm hesitant with the the lock of the week just because no, I think it's a lot of points. That's why I mention it is because I do think that look, Clemson's a type of football team. They got they got a Third-year starter in Trevor Lawrence, yeah. a guy who won a national championship as a freshman, a guy, a guy who played who in a national championship as a sophomore, only yeah. lost one game as a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a lot to prove, and he's 
no, gonna he, be he the can, number one draft pick unless if something unless if he doesn't like does really bad or yeah. something. He yeah no he could sit back he could coast he might have more more to lose he like risk versus reward might not be in his favor with this because he could probably sit back and still go be the number one pick next year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for him to come out and play, he's not coming out to play and just participate. He's like Conor McGregor. He's here to take over. So I'm I feel good about them. Just I don't know. We'll see about the big easy bet aspect of it. But no, yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna slaughter Wake Forest. Wake Forest lost a lot of good players, um, and they're never good anyway. So they slaughtered them last year with a lot of better players. Uh, so yeah, that's our college picks for the week. So all right, let's turn our attention to the NFL. Um, obviously, like I said, we're picking the Thursday night games every week. I think at one point I was like eleven consecutive Thursday night games correct. So. Uh, I was Mr. Thursday night last year. Um, so you got Texans and Chiefs. I think it's a nine-point spread. Uh, I can actually figure that out right now. Um, That's I checked. It was nine. It was nine. I saw Well, originally I saw above nine like a while it's ago. It's been like nine, nine and a half. Yeah, ten, it's been fluctuating. Ten and a half. Yeah, I saw ten and a half, but that was like probably a week and a half ago. Um, so, yeah, it, it is currently at nine. Over-unders at 54 and a half. Um so you got obviously the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes coming in. Um, we get a first look at Clyde Edwards Elaire on the uh professional level. Obviously, we we I mean, you know about the Chiefs. They got Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. They're loaded on offense. Uh, and the defense is better than it used to be. So Texans are gonna be the real question mark. Obviously, they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but they acquired Brandon Cooks. They got Kenny Stills, uh, Will Fuller, and then they brought in David Johnson. So David Johnson's a guy who I think we were talking about this, and you might have even swayed me in this direction a little bit, but I think he's going to definitely come out with something to prove. Because like, he was quoted saying like he wants to prove Bill O'Brien right for that trade and show him like that was a good move. So I think David Johnson's going to have a really good year. So I don't know. I'm an, I'm leaning Texans plus nine, getting the points. Yeah, I'm going Texans plus nine too. For all the reasons you said, uh, look to me, Deshaun Watson's really going to take a, even more of a step forward this year and prove himself as one of the best, better quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, he just got paid. The, yeah, he did just get paid. But um, look, I just think that the guy's mentality is is a one of a winner. I think that he wants to win, and I think that he's prepared to win. Like you said, look, Will Fuller at wide receiver, Brandon Cooks at wide receiver, Kenny Stills at wide receiver, that's all speed. And then you got the security blanket and veteran Randall Cobb. Yep. They that's signed. That's a good point. That's um, a good point. And then David Johnson, who Check can also house. catch out the backfield as another security blanket. I mean, I, I think you look at Deshaun Watson, yeah, he's not, he doesn't have his best wide receiver that he's had for his whole career, but – there's a lot of speed on this team, and I'd watch out for uh, play action to open up some deep balls for yeah. for this football team. Yeah, see, they didn't really have – I don't know. So they acquire Stills. and Did they have Stills last year? They, yeah, I think so. They did. But they get Brandon Cook. So you lose Hopkins, but it's like all eyes were on Hopkins, and you knew where he was going. He wanted to go to Hopkins every fucking play. Um, so, But now it's like you got pretty much – even caliber guys across the board. So he's not going to look just one direction, I feel. Yeah, and they're fast. They're really yeah. fast so, players. So I, I think it's going to be more of a, I don't know if I would say dynamic, but I kind of would say dynamic offense with David Johnson back there too. Adding this is that the other best aspect. running back that yeah, it's he's, not Lamar he's Miller. played with yeah. his entire career. And I think that he's definitely going to be able to lean on him, especially in a passing game when, when, when things break down and, he gets outside the pocket. David Johnson's going to be, be open against blanket. a linebacker or something. I mean, yeah, that'll definitely be his security blanket for sure. So yeah, no, I'm I'm on Texans plus nine as well. Maybe hoping for a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover from the Chiefs. Yeah, but. that's what I expect. You know, they're getting a new running back. Um, look, we're big fans of them. Obviously, being LSU fans, but uh, it's going to be a little bit of a change for him. Look, the Texans defense. Struggled a little bit last year, but I expect them to be a little bit better this year. I'm hoping that they'll be a lot better. But <laughs> yeah, at least week um, one. <laughs> yeah, or the whole season. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll yeah. get to it, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I'm so going uh, there. This is not going to be my biggest bet. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? 
getting nine, I think it's a safe bet. I think that the Texans do have a chance to uh, upset the Chiefs in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't see the Chiefs winning by more than a touchdown. Interesting. I like it. Uh, I mean, I'm not that confident to make my big easy bet, but I'm definitely taking the Texans plus. Well, weren't they up like 24 nothing against the Chiefs? Which, I mean, yes. on the one hand, it's a I can make it into an argument. On the other hand, they blew a 24-point mm-hmm. lead and lost 51-31. to 31. Yeah, the Chiefs were doing nothing but coming back on people uh, last year. So, But, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. So yeah, no, we're both in agreement there for the Thursday night game. First Thursday night of the first Thursday night game of the week. It's gonna be a fucking great Thursday too. Texans and Chiefs, and then you got Miami. So yeah, I'll be flipping back and forth. I'm, a, I'm gonna have fucking both TVs going. That's why uh, COVID quarantine. I invested in another TV. I mean, we were getting all this all this money, and <laughs> we got to do something with the money. Um, so yeah, I got another game. I'm going with the Seahawks minus one and a half over the Falcons. Um, Obviously, it's no secret. I love Russell Wilson. They got Jamal Adams back there in the secondary now. Uh, the defense was pretty good. I expect the defense to take another step forward. And then Russell Wilson's just Russell Wilson. I mean, there's no two ways about it. They've got talent at receivers with Lockett and Metcalf. Um, who's who's the tight end that they have? They they I like the the tight end that the white dude. I can't remember his name. Dillis Gillisley Dillisley is that it? Disley. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Disley. Um, and then Chris Carson. I like Carson. They still got Rashad Penny, I'm pretty sure. And then they might even have Mike Davis. So. Yeah, Rashad Penny's injured, but Chris Carson is yeah, their go-to. I mean, I like, yeah, I like Chris Carson more than any of them. So, um, yeah, I, they're going to be able to put up points. I I don't believe in Todd Gurley. Um, I, I don't believe in Matt Ryan, really, either. Falcons defense is going to be bad, like it always is. So, I don't think they'll be able to keep up. It's only a one and a half point spread, so yeah, I'm going with the Seahawks there. Uh, yeah, what do you got? Yeah, I guess I'm going to go with the Seahawks too. Oh, really? Originally, when I saw this, look, it's in Atlanta and blah yeah. blah, blah blah blah, whatever. And Atlanta's used to pumping in crowd noise. So. I think that the the Falcons' offense is going to be better, not because of Todd Gurley, but I think that Matt Ryan's got to get back to the yeah. to a more elite level, and I think that he is going to get back into. Look, they got Hayden Hurst at tight end, who Matt Ryan's fond of his tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy that was drafted in the first round by Baltimore. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and they, then they who, had to fill the void from Hooper. Baltimore just had so many tight ends that they had to Andrews, get yeah. rid of Hayden Hurst. So um, I think all, Calvin Ridley's going to do ends. well, too. Uh, really good route runner. And then obviously Julio, Julio Jones. So at first I was kind of leaning the Falcons, but the Seahawks do have Bobby Wagner. They have Jamal Adams. Yep. So look for him to be able to stop the run fairly easy. I don't think Todd Gurley's going to be able to do much against them, and then they're, that's going to turn the Falcons into a one-dimensional team, and and I think the Seahawks are going to be able to control the game. Yeah. Wait. You're taking the Falcons? No, I'm going with Seahawks. Oh, oh I heard you wrong. I was reading something. Okay, I was like, what the fuck? Um yeah. At first, I was thinking about taking the Falcons because I do think that they're going to be improved on offense. But against this particular team, um, look, the Seahawks were really – What did they play the 49ers in the playoffs? The Seahawks? Um, I know they played them in the like regular in the last season. Week. Remember that bullshit? Yeah, Pete they Carroll, played Pete them Carroll for- fucked it up. Pete Carroll fucked it up like he always fucks it up. That, that late game situation was like on the one yard line. I think they got to delay a game. You stupid son of a bitch, Pete Carroll. I, I remember that. I had uh, Seahawks money line. God, I, yeah, yeah, I had him. It too. wasn't the playoffs, but it was a regular season, and he and fucked it was it for up. the division. And he didn't give the goddamn ball to Marshawn. And Lynch that would have helped the Saints line. as well. Yes, yes. If we mm, we wouldn't have been playing the fucking bike. I think we would have had a buy if the Pete Seahawks Carroll, you won. stupid bitch, dude. <laughs> Fuck Pete Carroll. I forgot all about that until just now. Yeah, no. One yard line. Just hand the ball to Marshawn or do a fucking slant pass to fucking Butler and let him go win Tom Brady's truck. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Initially, like when I first saw this a while back, I was like, yeah, Seahawks all the way. Then I started thinking, well, maybe the Falcons. Will be better this year, but I hope they're not. So, going with the Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, and like you said, I don't think their defense is going to be good enough. No. Yeah. To keep up, I don't. I honestly, I would be, I would consider Russell Wilson the great, the best quarterback in the NFL right now. So, it's hard for me to not bet on him. I say it every year. 
Um, another team I'm going with, unless you got one that you want to go with. You want me to go or you? You can go. Okay, I'm taking the Patriots minus six and a half. This can be my big easy bet. Six and a half against the Dolphins. The Dolphins. They typically struggle with the Dolphins. Um, obviously, remember Kenyon Drake with the walk-off touchdown. Uh, fucking outrunning Gronk on the sideline. So, obviously, we know Tom Brady is gone. Cam Newton's filling in. Um, Cam Newton is the starter. It's been confirmed. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I believe, is starting. Wait. Yeah, it's Fitzpatrick in Miami, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, two is not the starter yet. He will be. Obviously, he's healthy though. He's yeah. third, he's their second string, but he's gonna taking it starter. easy with him. I don't see Fitzpatrick doing the whole Fitz magic thing like he did with Tampa. Um, I think the Patriots are gonna come out and try to make a statement. Typically, Miami plays them pretty well, divisional opponent. But I think Cam Newton feels slighted by the league, not well by the Panthers, not necessarily by the league, but definitely by the Panthers. Uh, he's been saying it's a match made in heaven. I mean, I really think – I think they're going to beat up on the Dolphins. I do. Dolphins' defense fucking sucks. Patriots' defense is pretty damn good. They're going to get the, they're gonna get the Fitzpatrick. And uh, I think Cam – Cam's got something to prove this year. Yeah. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on that pick? I don't know. See, the thing is, is um, I'm a little bit worried about the Patriots' offensive weapons outside of Julian Edelman. For Cam Newton to throw to. Yeah, well, they're getting Nikhil Harry back, yeah. um, who didn't do fucking shit last year, but I know he was hurt for a while. I think he had 100 receiving yards. So, so um, I don't know. That worries me a little bit, but Cam Newton is a guy that's been able to have success earlier in his career. I mean, look, the Panthers didn't have shit for weapons the year he won the MVP. Yeah. He scored 50 touchdowns. He was thrown at the fat-ass Kelvin Benjamin. So yeah, and the freaking uh, Devin Funches. Yeah. So, I mean, I think looking at that, that worries me a little bit. And then I'm a big fan of Brian Flores. Is that is how you say? His yeah, name? Miami's head coach. Yeah, I think he's a really good head coach, and I think that Miami's going to end up being a really good football team down the road. Not probably not this year, but in the coming years, especially having two at quarterback. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it's a little bit of a toss-up. I mean, I might go with the Patriots as well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm pretty sure Dante Hightower was sitting out. Uh, yeah, a couple of their so they, they players do have, are yeah. opting out on defense. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm still going to roll with the Patriots, but I think I'm taking it back. I don't think I'm going to make them my big easy bet. I'm still going to roll with the Patriots, but, I mean, there's more people sitting out than I would like the more I think about it. But I do think that they're going to – I stand by what I said. Cam Newton's going to come out and make yeah, a I statement. Yeah, I think you're right with that. Cam Newton has something to prove. Yeah. Um, look, I don't think that they're going to lose this game. I think the Patriots are definitely going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Dolphins are a team that, like, to me, they played better last year than they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, these first weeks are always the hardest – it's always the hardest. You got to get your eyes on the teams. You can't, you're reading all this bullshit. You're getting information not put out about Navy fucking practicing without pads on. What kind of shit is that? So until we can really get our eyes on these teams, then we'll really get a feel on it. But I mean, I'm betting every single pick that I give out. So it's not like I'm not, uh, but I think I'm definitely, I'm going to go with the Patriots minus six and a half, but I'm changing my mind. They're not my big easy bet. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm on edge with my big easy bets this week. Fucking starting out 0-1. I don't like it. Um, but so I'll yeah. go with the Patriots as well. Minus 6.5? Yeah. All right, so my big easy bet is going to be, surprise, surprise, the Saints minus 3.5 versus the Buccaneers. I think the Saints are going to come out and make a fucking statement. Am I a homer? Yes. Is that a homer pick? Yes. But Lattimore shows up when it comes to guarding Mike Evans. Um. We saw what Janoris Jenkins did to Stephon Diggs in the playoffs, absolutely eliminated him from the game. I think Chris Godwin's going to have a better year than Mike Evans, but I feel like the, the improved secondary is going to be able to hold their own enough. Uh, I expect a big season out of Marcus Davenport. Tom Brady's not mobile like he used to be. He does get rid of the ball quick, but I think that we're going to be able to get after Tom Brady. Uh, obviously, Cam Jordan's resume speaks for itself. Demario Davis is one of the best linebackers in the league. Uh, we got more depth at our linebacker position if Anzalone can stay healthy. I think our defense is going to be very good. I really do. I think we're going to have a very solid defense. Uh, the offense is always the offense. We know what to expect. We got Emmanuel Sanders. Who the fuck is going to guard Emmanuel Sanders? That's what I want to know. Yeah. You can't. And if you guard, if you don't double team Mike, we're going to Mike Thomas. 
if you guard them both, we're going to Jerry Cook. They said Traquan Smith has been flourishing in this offense. We got um, obviously you got Kamara, you got Latavius Murray. The offense speaks for itself. Three and a half points, I think, is disrespectful. They're dick riding Tom Brady. Um, I'm going Saints minus three and a half. That's going to be my, that's going to be my big easy bet. Okay. So, I'm going with I'll go with the Saints too. <laughs> you just you piggybacking them all. Well, fuck if I'm wrong, we're all wrong. Yeah. So look. Just like you said, I think, look, it, this is a big year for the Saints. Yeah. Obviously, Drew Brees is this is it. getting older. It's for the most part. be his last year. Um, Alvin Kamara is going to be better. Our offense has way too many weapons. The yeah. defense is really good, like you said. I mean, just imagine if they would have been able to get Clowney. Oh, I know. I know. But we don't. And uh, But I still think that we have a lot of good players on the defensive line, a lot of I'm excited to see Zach Bond. I think Zach Bond could yeah. produce. I do. I think I think he could produce. Um, and I really, honestly, I need to see Marcus Williams take a step in the right direction this year. Which yes. not that he hasn't, but I need him to take. I need him to jump in the right direction this year. I really do. So, and he likes to pick off Tampa, even though we don't have fucking blind as a bat, Jameis back there. But that's the X factor right there. Is we got fucking Jameis. He's got. The, he knows the ins and outs. Is he going to know about Brady? No, but he'll know about those, like which offensive lineman sucks dick, who to attack. Like Jesus Christ, I always had pressure coming from my left because the fucking <laughs> left guard is a moron. Like all the little nuances that Jameis knows, we're going to know. So I don't know. I'm all over that though. I think Saints minus three and a half. We're coming out. We're making a statement. I just put out an article today on uh, the TNG page about my prediction for the whole season. I break. I basically break it down shortly, um, but then I give you my score prediction for each game and a final final record prediction. And spoiler alert, I had us fucking win in week one against Tampa. So, do you have any other games? Um, so I was looking at this uh, Cowboys Rams game on oh, Sunday night. Yes, yeah, go ahead. Um, who I don't know. I'm going with really. I mean, I'm. I, I, I have it written down, but I penciled it in because my shit was getting tight over here. So I did pick that game. Um, so, uh, I mean, I know who I'm picking. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Okay. So, you got the Rams. Jared Goff, who I think, Jesus Christ, I'm fucking hitting shit. Um, I think Jared Goff really overachieved that one year. Like, the year they fucking, we got screwed in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think he really overachieved. I think he's kind of he kind of regressed this past year. And I think we're going to see more of the same. I don't think that he's I don't think he's a top 5 quarterback in the league. I could argue he's not a top 10 quarterback in the league in my opinion. Um they paid him like he was. I don't think he is. They got a lot of they got a lot of talent at receiver, but they don't have superstar talent. They lost Gurley. We don't know what Cam Akers is going to do even though he's projected to do well in fantasy. That's a question mark. Uh you know what you're getting with Dallas. You're getting one of the best running backs in the league. Good defense. You're getting, uh, yeah, a good defense with arguably the best linebacker core in the league. Um, a good secondary. I know they got they lost Byron Jones. I think they still have a Woozie, right? Pretty sure. Um, yeah. They added Ceedee Lamb on offense. So you got, I mean, you could make it. You can make a case that they might have if Ceedee Lamb pans out to be decent. They got one of the best receiving cores in the league. Yeah, so, definitely one of the. And they said Dak's coming out with something to prove. So Look, I think this is this is going to be a really good year for Dallas. Yeah. No, I do too. I don't want it to. I don't love the Cowboys whatsoever. Um, went to Dallas two years ago when we played them, and uh, we lost. So that sucked. I was having an argument with a guy in a cowboy hat, old guy, gray hair, stereotypical Texan. And uh, I said, have fun fucking not making the playoffs, you jackass. Um, so... I, yeah, I think this is as good of a chance as they're going to have in a while. Dak didn't get paid like he wanted to, and from what I'm reading, Dak's coming out trying to fucking prove his worth, I guess. Um, they got the weapons. They got the weapons, and they got a good defense. They have a really good defense. You got Lawrence on the D-line. Um, they got Those linebackers are freaking No, the linebackers really are, good. The, are the X factor of the defense, 100%. They might have the best linebacking core in football, so – if Van Der Esch can stay healthy, Jalen Smith. Yeah. Um, who was uh, uh, Sean Lee? Is he still there? I don't think so. No? Where'd he go? He retired? Yeah, I think he just ran out of years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he was he was definitely getting old. But That's Van Der Esch and um, 
Boise State guy. Smith's a beast, dude. No, Both I, of these I guys really, like him. really can run the from sideline to sideline yep. and stop the run. So yep. I mean, you make Seahawks one dimensional. Uh, I don't know if Sean McVay's going to have what it takes. You to mean get. Rams? You said Seahawks. Yeah, I mean yeah. you make the uh, Rams. Well, you just don't know who's the, who's their running back that's been there. Daryl Henderson. The, for the Rams? Yeah, he was the one behind Gurley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Malcolm it, Brown was also behind Todd Gurley. Yeah, none of, none of those running backs scare me. The only question mark is Cam Akers out of Florida State. We don't know what he's going to do in the NFL, but he's projected to do well fantasy-wise. Yeah, he's projected to be their first-string running back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that's a big thing, but when you're, it doesn't matter if it was one of the best running backs in the mm-hmm. league. This linebacker, These linebackers pursue the ball better than anyone yeah. in the league. Uh, it's hard to run against them. Um, I don't know. I just don't see. I don't see the Rams going to be able to do enough to keep this one. No, yeah, this is one really that close. honestly. And I mean, we know who they got on defense. We know they got Aaron Donald. They got Jalen Ramsey. So, but they have more weapons at receiver than than the Rams do at corner, in my opinion. Uh, they might still have Eric Weddle, but Eric Weddle's not what he used to be. He's not who he was in Baltimore. Um, and then they they're lacking at linebacker. So, I I. The Rams' defense doesn't scare me like it used to. Uh, they basically traded out Peters for Ramsey. Ramsey's much better than Peters. I'm not arguing that, but one's a man-to-man guy. One's a zone guy. Um, I think the Cowboys just have too many weapons that the Rams aren't going to be able to keep up. Jared Goff's kind of a dipshit if you ever hear him talk. So um, I'm going with Cowboys minus three, 100%. Yeah. You as well. I'm going with them as well. It's tempting to change this to a big easy bet, I think. It, no, it, it really is, to be honest. It really is. So I'm, I'm really high on both. Like, the reason the Texans are my big easy bet is because I'm really high for them, not only for the first game, but for the season. For the season, I'm high on them. So, I mean, I, mean, I think it's imperative that they get off to a good start. Yeah. And the, and the Cowboys as well. I but mean, they have a much tougher draw than the Cowboys, in my opinion. Certainly. And that's why I'm thinking about switching it up. Yeah, I'm thinking about switching it to the Cowboys. And, um,. I think that's what I'm gonna do. They got Mike McCarthy as their head coach yep. now, so Jason Garrett's out of there. Yep. You got an offensive warrior and a guy who knows how to run. Uh, they said the offense is going through Zeke. Yeah, and, and I but, think but that's the right that thing to do. They're and gonna then, go nuts and play action now. Yeah, they can open it up with these wide receivers they got. So uh, yep. Dak Prescott definitely has the weapons to make the plays. Look, I look. I'm def- I'm gonna change this to my big easy bet: the Cowboys minus three. So I'm no longer going with the Houston Texans plus nine. You're still, my, you're still betting them, just I'm not your big I'm still easy betting bet. them, but yeah. not as my big easy bet. Gotcha. All right, I like it. Um, you have some futures picks, right? Yeah, and I'm also going to go with one more game. Okay, go ahead. I'm going with the Steelers minus five and a half, playing, Monday, Monday playing the Giants on Monday night. Uh, I do expect the Giants to be better this year. Uh, it's the return of Big Ben, though. Yeah, it's the return. And, the, look, the Steelers' defense is really, really good. It is. No, it's one of the top defenses in the league yeah. quietly, I feel like. So, I don't know. I just feel like Daniel Jones is going to struggle on Monday I'm night. A, I'm going a to ta- go with that, too. I am. I, I That's a good point. I think James Conner is going to do well. Yeah, I think that the – look, the Giants' defense isn't really that good. Uh, Neutralize Saquon Barkley, make Daniel. Yeah, Jones if you stop throw, Saquon the Barkley, then you're gonna you're gonna be able to win a game. And I they think. got, I mean, they got T.J. Watt, they got Cam Hayward, they got they got some studs down there on their D line and outside linebacker position. Uh, they still got Joe Hayden, right? I mean, Joe Hayden's not what he once was, but still a more than quality guy, I would say. Yeah, Fitzpatrick is over there. Minka, Minka yes. Fitzpatrick is the real Might be deal. the best safety in fucking football. Yeah, he'll take it to the house. Yeah, no, he's got the dude's got a nose for the football. Um, Miami, in my opinion, shouldn't have let him go, but he wanted out, so they hands were kind of tied. But yeah, no, they have a very, very good defense. They do. It's return of Big Ben, who I'm not too big on Big Ben, but I think he same thing. He always makes that play, like yeah. Keeping the play alive yep. and then throwing it downfield, and it's like, oh, it's a, it's the, Finding it's deflating for the opponent Holmes. defense. Yeah, finding Santonio Holmes in the right corner of the end zone. Um, yeah, no, and I think he's got kind of got something to prove too. They said that he's like, he's showing up, super good mood, good spirits, kind of like a kid in the candy shop, fucking getting back to work. I mean, he missed all last year, so he's got Antonio Brown out of his fucking hair. He's like, this is fucking great. Uh, Le'Veon's gone, but James Conner obviously is more than. 
more than uh, efficient enough to get the job done. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm going Steelers minus five and a half as well. So before you do your futures picks, I'm going to repick. I'm going to re, uh, recap my individual games that I'm betting. So, like we just said, Steelers minus five and a half. Going with the Texans plus nine on Thursday. I got the Cowboys minus three. Seahawks minus one and a half. Patriots minus six and a half. And then my big easy bet of the week is the Saints minus three and a half. So that's my lock of the week. You can go ahead and recap yours real quick, and then you can do your futures. Okay, I'm going with the Texans plus nine on Thursday. I'm going with the Seahawks minus one and a half. I think we pretty much got the same exact shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going – you might have picked one more. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think, maybe. I'm going with the Cowboys minus three yep. on Sunday night. I'm going with the Patriots minus six and a half. I'm going with the Saints minus three and a half. And I'm going with the Steelers minus five and a half. The Cowboys minus three, that, that's my big easy bet for this week. I do like that one, but I'm going to stick with the Saints. You can't put no bad juju on it. But, um, yeah, there you go. That's our NFL picks uh, for this week. I know Nick's got some futures that he's given out. I'm going to stay away from futures this year. I'm just not even really going to worry about it just with everything up in the air. I'm focusing just on individual games. But what do you have? Okay, look, win totals. I'm just going to talk about two teams. Um one that I think is going to go over and one that I think is going to go under. Both of these teams are in the AFC. Both made the playoffs last year. Look, the Houston Texans over under for wins this year seven and a half. I think that they're going to win their division. And I think that they're going to, obviously, if they win the division, yeah. they're going to win at least more than eight games, yep. right? Uh, I could so see over seven. Six. I, yeah, the, I think that's what they went last year, but um, – Look, obviously DeAndre Hopkins not being there is a reason why a lot of people and the experts are thinking that they're going to fall. I think that Deshaun Watson's going to take a step further and thrust his name into MVP consideration. Um, So that's why I think the Houston Texans over 7.5 is a a really good bet, and it's going to pay minus 115. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens, I'm going under 11.5 wins. I like that. So, look, 11 wins is really good for a football team. If the I don't see the Ravens being able to get 12 wins, uh, especially going against a good Steelers team, mm-hmm. getting their starting quarterback back, uh, really good defense over there. And then the, their their division, they've got you got a question mark with Cleveland. What what are they going to do? Are they going to finally step up to the plate and be able to compete? And then you got the young guy Joe Burrow and they're over at Cincinnati. Look, I think the Ravens are going to have their work cut out for them. I still think that they're going to be a good team, but definitely under 11.5 wins. That pays minus 145, so that's a big favorite Yeah. as far as uh, an, an under under for win totals. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, since I'm be- going heavy with the Texans all the way with all my future bets, I'm going Houston Texans to win the AFC South uh, plus 350. Mm-hmm. For all the reasons I said before, I think Deshaun Watson's really not getting enough credit for being the t- type of playmaker that he is. I, r- I really think that he's going to carry this team far this year. Um, the the favorite over there in AFC South is the Colts getting Phillip Rivers, and right behind them is the Tennessee Titans. Jacksonville's written off. They're giving away everybody for yep. no- practically nothing. Yeah, honorable mention on a game this week is that Colts minus eight over Jacksonville. I don't love Phillip Rivers. I've gone on record multiple times saying that Phillip Rivers and his fucking 12 kids, they're not – he focuses way too much on having kids than fucking scoring touchdowns. But that game is – I looked at that game for a while, but I'm going to stay away from it. But my bad. Go ahead. Yep. Going to MVP, I guess who I'm going with, (laughs) Sean Watson. Uh, 10-1 to to win the MVP this year. So he's not a real long shot, but – Good, uh, good you're getting odds, good though. value there yeah. for a player that I think certainly should be in the conversation as as one of the better young quarterbacks in the league uh, up there with Dak Prescott. Uh, so you're on the Texans up, up, down, left, and right. Yeah, I'm betting the Texans possible. every which way. And then, look, oh, you got to throw something at Drew Brees, 15-1. to 1. Yeah. Is this finally the year that he's going to win the MVP? Uh, what a way that would be to, for him to ride off into the sunset, win MVP, win the Super Bowl, win Super Bowl MVP. I mean, if he does that, then I'm good. <laughs> I'm good forever. I'm good. I'm not even kidding. I, I would never complain about the Saints. I'll, I'll be, I'll be perfectly content. I probably would cry, and then, and then everybody who was shitting on Drew Brees 
and said, way to go, Drew. I'm calling every single one of you fucking morons out on Facebook. I'm letting you know right now. But that's for another day. Um, yeah, no, that would be the best thing ever, to be honest. Yeah, so I got both of these guys lined up for MVP. Uh, Drew Brees is 15-1. to 1. Deshaun Watson is 10-1. to 1. Um, Look, I think these guys that could meet in the Super Bowl. So here we go. Super Bowl odds. The Texans are like around 60 to 1 or 65 to 1 right now uh, to win the Super Bowl. I like to bet. I actually bet on them when they were 72 to 1 to uh, to win. So I got my bet in like two weeks ago. So the odds are moving uh, in their fate in their favor as far as they're being favored more to win the Super Bowl. But they're plus plus. Uh, 3,100 to win the AFC South, mm-hmm. which obviously if I think they're going to win the Super Bowl, I think they're going to win the AF- AFC yeah, yeah. Championship, I yeah. mean. Excuse me. Gotcha, gotcha. Not the um, division, the conference. And then you got to look at the Saints 10-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I do think that this is probably the best bet you can make. The Saints are, to me, the mo- most complete football team in the NFL. you got an established head coach who's one of the best play callers uh, in the last 10 years, in, in the last – 15 yeah, years yeah. of football without a doubt um the defense is better than ever um look i think that this is a really good bet and i'm not just saying it because i'm from new orleans and then they're plus 500 to win the nfc championship which uh i definitely think that the saints have a really good shot of winning the super bowl this year yeah no yeah this like is better than year. any of the years before yeah. and, and we should have won it at least two times in the past four years, in my opinion. But no, yeah, I agree. No, yeah, I'm fully on board with that. This is the deepest roster we've had possibly ever, if you really want to break it down. This is a deeper roster than 09 in 2010. Like, this is the year. This is time. It's time to go. Drew Brees is slinging bombs. Um, this will be the last podcast that we do until – like after next episode, Saint season will be underway. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Um, and we're going to look back on this episode, episode 53, 52, whatever it is. We're going to look back on this episode and be like, damn, that's where it all started. Saints Super Bowl run starts right now. Dude, this is it. This is it. Like you said, right off into the sunset, MVP, Super Bowl championship, Super Bowl MVP, the whole nine yards. I'm so ready for it. I need it to happen. These last years, last four years have been brutal. Um, but, yeah, no, I think I think that's the best bet. We, the, we got the deepest team in the league. I've been saying it for months. I've been saying it for months. So Yeah, there's a lot of depth on this team. With or without Clowney. And there's we have a better backup quarterback than we did last year. No, we got a better backup quarterback than most people have starting quarterbacks in my Yeah, opinion. I think so. Like, I think that – puts me at ease if something were to happen to drew which we haven't seen anything happen to drew ever until last year and luckily we had teddy step in and do just enough to let us scrape by but if Jameis has to come in i'm not worried i'm not worried i still feel like we're like let's put it this way this might be a little bit outlandish but with Jameis winston at our quarterback i still think we're one of the best teams in the nfc like no and that's a point i was trying to make or not subtly make is that it, even if Drew Brees, let's say Drew Brees gets hurt or something. Gets COVID. Yeah, that's a possibility. But Jameis Winston is certainly capable under the leadership of Sean Payton to guide this football team. We have a good enough defense. We have the playmakers. Without a doubt. Uh, for him to throw the ball to. Look, Jameis Winston threw 30 touchdowns last year. Yep. 30 interceptions. I don't think – I think in an offense like ours, he can rely on a running back a lot more yes. than he could over there in Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa's so, over there saying Ronald Jones is their guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, until fucking Leonard Fournette goes 60 yards to the crib, and then, all right, Ronald, fucking go grab some bench. Um, yeah, go grab some Popeye's biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, this is it. This is the start. Uh, like I said, I got my prediction for how the season's going to go up on the TNG page right now, Facebook and Twitter as well. You want to go check it out? Um, I don't have anything else. I don't know if you do. You got anything? No, that's it. That's it? All right. All right, guys. We got, what do we have? One, two, three, four, at least nine to ten picks. I think ten picks I gave out um, for this week. So we're in full swing. 
Yeah, I think that um, nine, I picked nine, and I yeah. think you got every one I picked. I got one more in uh, Florida State. Yeah. Yeah, so ten picks, nine picks, don't matter. We're in full swing. We're handing out winners, um, and I'm getting back on track starting this week. So, all right, that'll wrap up episode 53 of Big Easy Bets. Follow us on Twitter, at Big Easy Bets. Go like the Facebook page. Uh, go like the YouTube page. Go subscribe. Go watch the videos. We got some more content that we're going to uh, have coming on the way soon. Um, we got a lot of ideas in the works. So any way that you want to support, we really appreciate it. Anybody who's listening this far into the podcast, we appreciate you as well. Um, any questions, like I said, Big Easy Bets Twitter page. All right, y'all have a good one. Who dat? We do it.